from the rule of our Holy Father Saint Benedict, chapter the 20th, De Reverencia Orationis, of reverence and prayer. If, when we wish to make any request to men in power, we presume not to do so except with humility and reverence, how much more ought we, with all lowliness and purity of devotion, to offer our supplications to the Lord God of all things? And let us remember that not for our much speaking, but for our purity of heart and tears of compunction shall we be heard. Our prayer, therefore, ought to be short and pure, except it be perchance prolonged by the inspiration of divine grace. But let prayer made in common always be short, and at the signal given by the superior, let all rise together. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. We come today to the last of the twelve chapters in which St. Benedict treats of the ordering of the Divine Office, the liturgical directory of the Holy Rule, or as it was called in the Middle Ages, the Cursus Sancti Benedicti. Yesterday, St. Benedict concluded chapter 19 with a reference to the Holy Angels who are never far from monks united in praising God, and to the profound reverence which at all times ought to characterize our worship. St. Benedict's liturgical sensibility is that of the antiphon um, that you sang last evening at the conclusion of Vespers. You know that magnificent antiphon from the office of the Holy Guardian Angels that we sing at the end of benediction. Laudemus Dominum quem laudant angeli quem cerubim seraphim sanctus, sanctus, sanctus proclamat. That's, that's an antiphon of, of incomparable beauty. It's like three great tower bells uh, deep uh, bourdon bells ringing out Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus proclamant. What the angels do in heaven, the fathers tell us, ceaselessly singing Sanctus, 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 monks are charged to do on earth. This is the perpetual adoration of the monk, the holy holy, holy of the Opus Dei. And when the chanting of the hours gives way to silence, that silence also is adoration. But it is a silence inhabited, I want to say, by the reverberations of the liturgy served on earth as it is in heaven. The first and principal expression of our dedication to perpetual adoration is the Opus Dei itself. The silence that fills the intervals between the hours is not an interruption of the Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus 
it is rather its inaudible continuance. The prayer of the monk, be it outward and vocalized, or inward and silent, is marked by a profound reverence in the presence of the Divine Majesty. The Sanctus 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 of the Angels is the model of the ceaseless prayer of the heart. And just as the angels ceaselessly hymn the thrice holy God in the presence of his glory, so do we here in this valley of tears and in the obscurity of faith hymn the thrice holy God, principally uh, by the rhythm imparted uh, in choir, and then that rhythm of prayer uh, is, um, is ongoing in the heart of the monk. Uh, the aim of the monastic life is, according to the Fathers, um, that purity of heart by which the monk lives in a state, and by state I don't mean anything static, but lives in um, a perpetual um, prayer, prayer with every heartbeat, prayer with every breath. Uh, and this is an anticipation of eternity, of the Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus of the angels and of all those gathered unto the angelic choirs before the throne of God and of the Lamb.